Hello everyone and welcome to the final Batman Universe special on the 60s TV show. If you haven't listened to the first two, go back, give them a listen. You'll definitely be better prepared for this special. If you don't fancy that, join us as we continue to discuss the 60s show. Today we will be looking at why the DVDs of the show have never been released and the issues there. And we'll also be looking at and reviewing Return to the Batcave, the recent TV movie involving Adam West and Burt Ward. Then we'll be wrapping up, and that will be it for our 60s examination. So, let's jump into it and join the rest of the guys. Okay, um, so now we're going to talk about the reasons why the series isn't on DVD and isn't available for fans to buy. Uh, Despite considerable popular demand, no official home entertainment release of the series has occurred to date in North America or around the world, with the situation seemingly unlikely to be resolved in the near future. Conflicting reports of the reasons behind the non-release of the series point to a number of different factors, some, none or all of which may indeed play a part. Watch out, Batman. This could be tricky. These include disagreement between DC Comics, who own the Batman character, DC's sister and parent company, Warner Brothers, which took over DC in 1976, could also be involved, and 20th Century Fox, who owns the program itself. Commentators have suggested that DC Comics itself is not involved, and that Warner Brothers and Fox are reluctant to work with each other. This was denied by a Warner spokesperson in 2005 during their semi-regular home theater forum chat, where it was stated that the issues were between Fox and DC alone, with Warner Brothers playing no part in negotiation. The argument has been made that DC does not wish to distort the current image of the Dark Knight by having the overtly campy 1960s series competing head-to-head with more modern takes, like Burton's Batman film and its sequels, or Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. DC may indeed be distancing itself from the 1960s series. A solicited cover by Mike Allred for issue number 7 of Solo, a 2005 DC comic series, featured Batman doing the Batuzi, the dance. Batuzi. Invented. <laughs> <laughs> the cover, based on Adam West and a memorably campy episode of the TV series, which was great, was replaced by the time of Solo number 7's release. Allred explains that the cover was pulled by higher-ups for reasons largely unknown, though we can speculate. Speculation over the reasons first first intimated that potential infringement of rights were the issue, but this was soon replaced with suggestions that its campy nature was the real factor in its removal. At the time of the issue's release... DVDs of Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman Robin, and Batman Begins were also being promoted. And DC's chief editor, Dan DiDio, reportedly does not like camp. The Batman series was conceived as an equal partnership between William Dozer's Greenway Productions and Fox in 1964, before Fox entered into a separate agreement with ABC to produce the series in 1965. With three companies involved almost from the outset, there is some speculation that these rights are tangled even before the DC Comics character ownership rights are to be considered. Another Greenway production series, The Green Hornet, is similarly absent from the DVD release. Although, like Batman, the rights for theatrical features based upon the show were different and have been released, as has Batman the movie. 
leading to speculation that Greenway could be the common factor, and hence, in some fashion, be the stumbling block. In 2006, Deborah Dozer Potter, the successor in interest to Greenway Productions, sued Fox for allegedly withholding monies under the Fox-ABC agreement. Dozer Potter further claimed that this came to her attention when, in March 2005, she considered releasing the series on DVD, implying that, from her perspective at least, Greenway Dozer Potter had some say in the matter of potential DVD release of the series. I'd say the odds against it would make even the most reckless gambler cringe. Other complication rights issues, Christopher D. here, uh, writing at the 1966 Batman Message Boards, clarified a quote by moderator uh, Lee Kirkham, noting that there will likely be the need for complicated deals regarding cameos since at least some of the cameos were done as uncredited, unpaid walk-ins, which means that Fox does not have home video clearance for them. Either of those scenes would have to be cut or arrangement reached with the actors. Kirkham's initial quote also noted that alongside music clearance issues, there could also be problems over some of the costumes and the original Batmobile. It may surprise you, but then there are also rights issues concerning the design of the unique Batmobile design used in the show and possible a separate issue regarding some of the costumes as well. The series under the Fox ABC deal is, however, still in syndication and regularly shown on a number of channels around the world. Thus far, though, only the 1966 feature film is available on DVD for non-broadcast viewing in North America. This also affected the 2000 three television movie reunion Return to the Batcave, The Misadventures of Adam and Bert, which also only only able to make use of the footage from the 1966 movie. Of what use is a dream, if not a blueprint for courageous action? Now, my, my theory on this whole situation is that we probably never will see this series come out on DVD, unfortunately, just because there are so many different issues as far as the Batmobile design, the costume design, the the cameos. You know, it was great during the 60s, but nobody kept in mind, nobody even knew that home video entertainment was going to be a thing of the future at the time. So all these things would have to be worked out. So even if you had all of the different issues worked out as far as the Batmobile, the costumes, the actors, you had all that worked out, then you can get into who's going to distribute it and who's going to make the money off of it. Now, something interesting to pull into account is there's a lot of chatter online about Fox and Warner Brothers make, working out some deal with Fox having some rights to Watchmen and Warner Brothers producing it without giving Fox any um, credit to begin with. That turned around, but there was some chatter online about, well, maybe we could, maybe they could work out the 60s TV show through these deals, and nothing happened with that, or nothing was announced at least. So I find that to be pretty interesting. You know, um, and and I say this from from a, a, a Batman fan at heart uh, to to anyone that may be listening to any of these parties with the issue. Money is not everything in the world. Happiness seems to be the common line to peace. If you can guys can find some way to have some kind of peace between each other and not see money as a factor the DVDs can't come out. There are a lot of Batman fans out there who want these DVDs. And the thing is that 
it doesn't matter what the price tag is on these DVDs. What matters is that we have our memories and we have the feelings that we had watching these shows. Now, it doesn't matter if we were a kid growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even till today. If we love something and we enjoy it, we're going to spend time with it. So please, guys, settle your issues in whatever way y'all can. And if money is a factor, I think you should really look into a mirror and say, what kind of person am I? You abominable outlaws. Well, going on that, I, I don't. The fact that Warner Brothers came out in 2005 and said, you know, it's not necessarily us who are having to deal with it. That could be true. I mean, it could be completely not right. true. That, that's why I said the factors that who own the issues, whoever has the rights to these issues, they, they should really they should really take a step back. Because, well, uh, but see, it might not just be the money issue. You got to keep in mind. Okay, think about if Fox and Warner Brothers tomorrow came to an agreement and said, you know what, let's put aside our differences, split it fifty-fifty, right down the middle, or whatever. Fox, you can have all the the rights to the distribution. You just have to put our logo on the box. No problem. If that was to happen tomorrow, I still think it wouldn't. Ha- the DVDs would not be released because. You still have to work in who's going to get paid for the release of the movies, not the, the the studios, but the actors, and half the actors are not even around anymore. So then you go into okay, so who's their next of kin who gets the you know the amount who gets the their proceeds or whatever they call them. Right, and no. the Greenway Productions are also standing in the way as well a bit. Well, yeah, because they've well, got, we, as, we, as we said, there's a similar problem with um, the Green Hornet. So they're, they're clearly a, a, a big factor in why it's not coming out. Yeah, and, and I mean, if, if they're going to do that, and they should stay into the spirit of the show, how they said that every actor got paid 2500 No more, no less. That's the way they should keep into the spirit of how even the show was made. Well, I don't think actors nowadays, especially... Yeah, that, that ain't gonna lie. <laughs> now, we, now we get into the greed part where I said maybe you should look into the mirror. Because well, if see, money's a factor. But, but if that's the case, then, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and bash Adam West, but Adam West, is, Adam, Adam West he's a pretty uh, full-of-himself kind of guy. I mean, the fact that he f- still feels he's Batman after all these years, and he is Batman to some people, but to go around continuing to parade as Batman for all these years. I mean, we all remember what happened in 1989 when, before the movie came out, he sat there and was like, I want to be Batman. How come nobody's calling me to be Batman? I mean, people get too full of themselves. He did a great thing in the 60s. He was Batman. He'll be Batman to a whole generation of people. But to sit there and say, hey, you know, 20 years later, I still want to be Batman, or even... We go another 20 years later saying, you know, not necessarily playing Batman, but reprising his role as Adam West Batman. You know, it's it's just I him. He would be a huge person. I would see a big red flag on saying, you know, he's going to want money. And if he doesn't get his money, he's not going to be happy. See, and that's that's where someone needs to look into the mirror. See, what Apple said before about how the money is going to, you know, stop everyone from doing this. My. My feelings are the opposite. I think that the call of money is what is eventually going to put these DVDs out and what's eventually these people who are buckling over the rights, like the rights to the Batmobile. Whoever has those rights or whatever that's not releasing them, you know what? Eventually, people are going to realize that these DVDs are a money maker and they'll just offer a lot of money to whoever has these rights who I'm sure will 
take the money anyway because they need it. Because the Warner Brothers and Fox, they're both losing money every time, every day that this thing isn't released because people are spending that money on the bootlegged versions. There's money to be found in this, and eventually somebody's going to just come up with a figure, throw enough money at the people involved, and get this thing released. And all that stuff about, well, it doesn't really fit into their version of Batman, so they're not going to have it out. That is BS, because you know what? You go to Walmart, you see Batman meets Scooby-Doo DVDs all over the place. And no higher-ups are stopping that thing from getting released. Assault and corrosion. The infamous old enemies of the crime fighter. Yeah, I was going to say something pretty similar. I mean, even if you had to... I mean, even if they have to pay, you know, per sales of the DVDs, you know, and split the money up, you know, 50 different ways, they're still going to... Everybody involved is still going to make a ton of money. I... This is just going to be huge if it comes out. And I don't see why they can't... I don't know. I mean, like I said, even if they have to split it a ton of different ways, which they probably will end up having to do, they'll probably realize at some point that it's going to be worth all the trouble of figuring out who gets the money and all the trouble of actually... and all the expense of actually splitting up the money to... They'll probably realize that it's worth it to release it. And, you know, it would probably make a ton of money. And it will be like when uh, uh, Walt Disney was uh, announcing for the first time on released on VHS when they were doing the whole Bammy uh, Cinderella stories uh, before they lock it into the vault. You know, when when they announced something like that, that's that's how I always saw the 66 film because I, I mean, the 66 series, because it's been so long that they would announce it like that for the very first time coming to DVD. You know what I mean? Never released before. You know what I mean? Of course they're going to make a ton of money. Yeah, another issue that's going to pop up is if they don't release it sometime in the very near future, I'd say within the next 10 years, the generation that was children during the 60s are going to start disappearing. And when I say disappearing, I mean they're going to die. And (laughs) they're not going to be able to spend the money on something they really want, they really have a fond memory of. I mean, we see right now all the things that are happening with stuff that was going on in the 80s that if you were a kid, Transformers, G.I. Joe's, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all these things were super big in the 80s and now they're all coming to the, the you know, coming to movies, they're re-releasing all the toys, everything is, it's complete full circle, they're redoing everything for the generation. If they don't do this for the 60s show, the generation will pass and then their, their, their audience that they're going to be selling to is going to be a lot less. Exactly. And it's such a shame because you get a feeling that um, that they're, they're trying to hide from this show as if they they want to disown it. But there's no way of hiding away from this show because, as we said earlier, it was made in the 60s. But And there aren't many shows made back in the 60s that are still well-remembered and well-known today. You know, it's And it's ridiculous, as we said, Dan DiDio doesn't like camp. That's what he says. But you can't hide, you can't hide from Adam West's Batman. And there's a lot of people out there who love it and want to see it on DVD. So just give them what they want. If we're going to have a singing episode of The Brave and the Bold, then re-releasing the 60s TV series will not hurt Batman's image. <laughs> exactly. You make <laughs> a good point. Are, yeah, and those still are flying off the shelves right now. So uh, it, it's just sad that 
they haven't released these because um the people of that generation you know slowly they're they're passing away and it's sad but this is some way in some some light to to experience their childhood again i mean they're not as savvy as us dealing with computers and oh you know youtube and you know things of those sort where we can go to to see some of these episodes and to look back on a lot of them don't they don't have that capability and because they didn't grow up with it like we did but uh for them to to see some factor of their childhood i mean you never lose that thing as a kid no matter what age you are that's always going to be there and it's sad to say, but I mean, they're passing away in this moment that they had in their childhood. It's, it's not there. It's, it's like a factor missing. Okay. There's definitely a time limit and they need to, to get a move on and make sure they get these DVDs out in time. Now, one thing that I, I do want to make a comment on is some people say, you know, some people when this whole Warner Brothers Fox talks about Watchmen was going on, some people were saying, you know, don't even bother putting them on DVD, put them on Blu-ray because if they're only going to come out once, then Make sure it comes out on the newest format. There's an issue with that. If you have, if you can distribute a product on Blu-ray, then you can distribute on DVD, which means you can distribute on DVD because that's the general format right now. And then down the road, if Blu-ray eliminates DVDs, then you can release it because you already have the distribution rights all set up, all the the releases from everything already done. There's already an agreement, so it doesn't matter whether or not it's on DVD or Blu-ray. So the, I say to the people out there who say put on Blu-ray, my opinion is the 60s TV show is not really going to benefit from a Blu-ray format unless they completely remaster the episodes, which I don't see them doing if they're not even putting them out in the first place. So let's just see them on DVD before we, we talk about let's see them on yeah. And just a, a final thing. Do any of us actually believe we're going to see this show on DVD in our lifetime? Yes, sir. I I believe I do. I do. If this if this uh, economy right now continues on the direction that it's heading, studios are not going to be making as much money off of the box office takes that they're going to expect. So they're going to start to go back in their vault of different things and start re-releasing stuff. Warner Brothers right now is starting this Warner Brothers vault thing where they're taking movies that have never even been put onto DVD from the 30s and the 40s and even some from the 20s and putting them onto DVD for the first time because they have to start thinking about we can't spend $200 million on a movie that we can't guarantee is going to make $200 million at the box office. So if the economy stays the way it is, I I do think it'll happen. Right. Right then. So uh, now we're going to move into our final section, a review and... Yeah, a review and general opinion of the recent movie, Return to the Batcave, The Misadventures of Adam and Burt. Well, spots leave right in here. It's our old studio. It's a 2003 television movie reuniting the cast of the 1960s show. And it stars the original cast of the series, Adam West and Burt Ward as themselves, with Jack Brewer and Jason Marsden portraying the young Western Batman and Ward Robin in flashbacks. And it was broadcast as a CBS Sunday movie on March the 9th, 2003. The plot of the film was that Adam West and Burt Ward have to go in search of the Batmobile after it is stolen. And along the way, they find themselves forced to consult some of their memories to decipher clues left by criminals that were involved in the original series. Memories include affairs, one of which led to Burt being chased by a knife-bearing lover, 
medicine that Bert, that Bert had been forced to take so his genitals would not be so visible in the tights, and Adam meeting the actress who played Batgirl, Yvonne Craig, and accidentally placing a hand on her breast during filming. As it turns out, the villains who stole the Batmobile were the actors who played the Riddler, Frank Gorshin, and Catwoman, Julie Newmar. I would have thought it was Conan O'Brien. <laughs> When is a Batmobile not a Batmobile when it's stupid? <laughs> Apart from West and Ward, a number of actors from the original series also appeared in the film. Obviously Frank Gorchin, who played the Riddler, and Julie Newmar, who played Catwoman, for the first two seasons of the show. And Lee Merriweather, who played Catwoman in the theatrical film, appeared. Gorchin and Newmar appear as themselves, while Merriweather appears as a waitress. The most noticeable Slovak... The most noticeable surviving cast member not to appear in the movie is Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in the third season of the show. When asked by a fan at a convention why she didn't appear in it, she replied that she didn't like the script and politely turned it down. Due to licensing problems involving the original TV series, the makers of this film were only allowed to use footage from the 1966 Batman feature film. As a result... Lee Merriweather's rendition of Catwoman is the only one seen in archival footage in this film, even during a musical sequence intended to pay tribute to Newmar. Zambia-born actress Julia Rose plays the young Julie Newmar and gets to briefly don the Catwoman costume. Jason Marsden, who plays the young Burt Ward Robin, has done a few voice roles in recent DC Warner Brothers cartoons such as Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited. Lyle Wagner, who originally auditioned for, and Betty White, both have cameos in the movie. Some of Wagner's actual audition tape footage can be seen in the movie. Adam West's daughter, Nina West, also has a cameo as a psychotic actress who tries to kill Burt Ward after a one-night stand. This incident is mentioned in Ward's autobiography, My Life in Tights. So has everyone seen this film? Yes. Yes. I have not. I haven't either. Um, and it's worth seeing. It's very good. It's on my Netflix queue. It's coming. Everything, everything is on Josh's Netflix queue. <laughs> I thought it did a good interpretation. I like the flashback scenes that they showed... They couldn't obviously show behind-the-scenes footage of, from the 60s because behind-the-scenes footage was a thing that nobody even thought about doing back then because of the no-home entertainment possibility at that time. But I think it, the flashbacks were done really, really well. Um, it really gives you a whole another insight of what really took place behind the scenes. And everyone always talked about Adam West and Von Craig, you know, Rumors floated around, and that kind of addressed it somewhat, and made it made Avon Craig, you know, re, you know, a real independent woman, and basically was like, um, no. Yeah, I, I like the I like the flashbacks because it gave you um it gave you a look behind the show, and I'm the type that I always like to buy the the double DVDs because I want behind the scenes, I want to see how things were made, I want to see how things were talked about, and uh, this was a nice. Uh, uh, film for me to to look at you know what they talked about behind the scenes of what was going on in the sixties so i I think this is a if if you love the the sixty series this is a must movie that you should see and uh enjoy it because it was fun to watch 
Yeah, it was clearly made in the spirit of the 60s, and it kept that sort of comedy and that sort of formula with it. And I actually found, as we said earlier, we all really enjoyed the flashbacks. I thought the flashbacks were way more interesting than the stuff going on with Adam West and Burt Ward, which I got a little bit bored of. But the flashbacks... (laughs) Definitely agreed. Yeah, but the flashbacks were, as we said, really interesting. It was great to see all the stuff going on behind the scenes and exactly how the show developed over time and um, getting to know a few of the, you know, big people involved with the show, like the producer and the director, and seeing how they felt about it all. And also, I really enjoyed seeing Adam West and Burt Ward fall out. I thought that was a very interesting part as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good part. I liked how the Batmobile was involved in the film, too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, everyone, that's it. We are done. We've covered the entire 60s show over three episodes, and I think we've been pretty much through everything. If you do have any questions, any comments, you can always contact us at thebatmanuniverse.net. You can jump on the forums. You can send us emails. I hope you've enjoyed this special. It's been really entertaining to go back and have a look at the 60s show and really embrace it again, and I've renewed my interest in it, and I think we all have. And now I'll hand it over to Dustin to finish us off. So like Nick said, you can send us a message send us a message over at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. We're going to start a thread up for this special so that we can discuss the TV series as well as your comments about this episode. You can also, as always, go over to the forums and talk about the TV show in the TV section of the forums as well. So that's going to wrap everything up. This is Dustin. This is Apple. You got Josh. This is Savannah. And this is Nick been listening to the Batman Universe specials. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. which took over D.C. in 1996. Savannah, that was 1976. What did I say? 96. Okay. 96. Oh, okay. Intimidated. 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 Oh, sorry. Memories include affairs. Apple, Apple, Apple. You're, you're, You're kind of jumbling the sentences together. Okay, let me see. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Are we allowed to say that, Dustin? Yeah, yeah, we're good with that. <laughs> well, it's two different words. Are we having this conversation? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. I'm okay, go for it, Apple. I mean, medicine, med, medicine bird was forced to take. Okay, we're gonna take over. <laughs> All right, Apple, you're done. You're done. <laughs>
Okay. Mute your mic so you're not laughing in the back. Brace yourself, Robin.